This is Talking Radio, your monthly resource to help elevate your radio marketing to the next level. Our guide, Advisors Excel's Director of Advertising and Media Strategies, Robin Pierce, the 25-year radio host and programming veteran, talking to AE's most successful advisors about what makes their radio marketing effective. This is Talking Radio, powered by Advisors Excel. Welcome back to AE Talking Radio. This is your chance to gain some valuable insights on what's working in the world of radio marketing. I'm your host, Robin Pierce, the Director of Advertising and Media Strategies here at Advisors Excel and the President of our Inside Advertising Agency and Production House, the Retirement Headquarters. Now, here on Talking Radio each month, we've been digging in to really examine different pieces of the radio marketing puzzle. In each episode, we've been covering one aspect of radio marketing, bringing you the best practices from our years of experience, as well as letting you hear from some of your AE colleagues who've been doing it right and who have the results to show for it. Now, our goal is to really help you elevate your radio game with tips, ideas, and real-world strategies. But we're going to do things just a little bit different this week. I brought two guests into the studio with me today. First, Lindsay Parker. She leads our buying team here at Advisors Excel and RHQ. She's been helping uh, businesses for well over a decade put together successful marketing strategies. And before we were able to steal her away, she was a senior media buyer at a national advertising agency. Dina Abbott is with us as well today. She is the media director at the retirement headquarters, and she has been in the industry for well over 20 years, both on the buying and on the selling side of the equation. So she knows the tips and the tricks because she's used them for good and for bad. Right, Dina? Whatever you say, boss. Uh, nice. Very nice. <laughs> Ladies, uh, welcome to the uh, to the studio today, and I hope you're ready for some some real questions because I think this is a really important topic for our advisors to really clue into. So four years ago, when we brought this online, one of the things I think that a lot of us were surprised by as we started working with the financial advisors and the stations that they were working with, how many of them were being taken advantage of. And unfortunately, over the last four years, it's not like it's stopping anytime soon. I think we see this on a regular basis. So what we're going to talk about today are things that you need to consider when you're buying media time. And that's going to be one of the, the things that we make available to you today that you'll be able to download from aetalkingradio.com at the conclusion of the program. In fact, it'll be the four factors that you really need to consider when you're buying that media time. And what's interesting about this is it's really not about how much it costs right out of the gate. So, Lindsay, let me start with you on this, because this is the thing I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by. The first thing that you're looking at, that first factor, isn't necessarily how much it costs a week, a month, or per commercial, right? Correct. Yep. I would say the first thing we're really looking at is making sure that you're reaching the right audience. You know, we are looking at targeting adults over 55 because that's our financial advisor's main target. Right. So we want to make sure that we're finding a station that's going to reach that key demographic that's going to be somebody that you actually want to have come in and sit down in front of you. Now, Dina, most stations will tell you, oh, yeah, we do great in that. Oh, we have fantastic 
How do you look at it when you are, if you're a financial advisor or as you enter into this, when you're looking at a station like that, how can you tell whether or not they actually have the audience they say that they do? Well, so we subscribe to Nielsen Audio Ratings, which is the best ratings in the industry. And we've got all the ratings for every market in the country. So we go in and actually look. We run rankers for the adults 55 plus target demographic. And we rank the stations. Of course, then we narrow it down to the news talk formats. And we can see exactly how many people the station is reaching in any particular time of the day. And that's one of the things I think that is is truly important to understand is that the data that you're able to tap into, it gives you not only, you know, an hour by hour of, you know, how people are using that station, but you can drill down, like I said, hour by hour, literally day by day specific. If you wanted to know how a station's performing Thursday at four o'clock, you could find that information out. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can find it out for that specific adults over 55 population. And that's what's most important is understanding that it targets the people that you need to reach. Right. And that's the the great thing about Nielsen and, and why it is such a great resource for us to have at our disposal is it then gives us the ability to also break out, you know, the demographic males, females, right? There's stuff mm-hmm. that, that we understand from a from a national audience that maybe a financial advisor, when they walk in to a radio station or a radio station walks into their office uh, to pitch them something, we can actually separate, uh, I think the thing we say in in these parts of the country is the wheat from the chaff, right? (laughs) Because that person at the radio station may be your friend, may be a nice person, but they're also a salesperson, right? Mm -hmm. Dina, you've been on both sides of this equation here. How, How did you balance that? when you had a relationship with somebody, but at the same time, it was a business transaction, right? Exactly. I mean, a salesperson is a salesperson. And a lot of times they work on a commission, you know, so they want to sell the very most that they possibly can. They might come across very friendly and and that's what they do. You know, the good ones are really good at it and they can manipulate the numbers to make A lot of different day parts look good on their station. When we do it, it's an unbiased opinion. Our whole goal is is to bring the financial advisor the most leads that we possibly can. So we don't have any other agenda. Right. And and, and again, that's important to note that at least from an understanding standpoint, know that that person across from you may be concerned about your business, may be concerned uh, you know, about making sure you're getting good value, but it's just as likely that they might not be. And we've seen, you know, situations, I think back to one of the first contracts we saw from a station in Minneapolis, and we'll protect the advisor's identity at this point. The station was charging them triple their rate card rate. So to put that in context, if you went to that BMW dealer and they had that new S-Class for $30,000 and that was what it was written on the window and you went up to buy it, then they would try and charge you $90,000 for the exact same car that they had marked for 30, but because they sized you up and thought you would pay it, that's what they would do. Now, again, we're not buying cars here. You're buying moments of time. Uh, from these stations, either half hours or hours if you're doing a program or 
30 or 60 seconds uh, at a time for commercials. And it's important to understand how those are going to reach into the audience uh, that you're going to do. So, Lindsay, I walk into a station. They, they have the audience. I look at the numbers. It, it looks clean. I see, actually, even that it's a Nielsen report that's been you know, run. It says in 55 plus, they've got you know, 1,000 people listening during the time period that I want to buy uh, a commercial on. So I buy one commercial to air uh, on that station. Does that hit the audience I need it to hit? No, no, not exactly. There's a lot of factors that go into how we put together a campaign. One commercial on a station it just isn't going to deliver the frequency you need and the repetition that you need to make it effective at a, at a direct response level like we're trying to do. So, Dina, let me ask you, you work the dark arts uh, from the other side of the table. You were selling this airtime. Lindsay says one commercial's not going to cut it, even though I see that there's a thousand people listening uh, during that hour. Or I, I let's I buy a radio show. I get the entire hour. There's a thousand people. Wow, what am I going to do? There's going to be too many of them uh, to do that. So you're on the other side of the equation now, and I I come in and I'm going to buy this way. Is that all I need to know? Is how large the audience is? Well, so here's one thing that a lot of sales reps will do: they'll put together a package for you. And it might look good to you because maybe you're getting 100 commercials. But where are those commercials running? If you divide it out, it looks like they're 2 or $3 a piece. It might appear to be a good deal because it's so cheap. But if they're running rotators that are maybe Monday through Sunday, 24 hours a day, the radio station is going to run those in the inventory that they have a lot of, which is going to be like overnights or evenings. So you have to look at so much more than just what the cost of the commercial is. So, there, there's so much more to it than so that. So even if you find the right station that has you know your target demographic, they have listeners that you want to tap into and they've got prices that you think you can afford, that's really not the entire equation. It's how do you tap into those people? Because you can't, if I hear a commercial once, that's not enough, right, Lindsay? Right. Yeah. It's really about maximizing your dollars and getting um, your frequency to where it needs to be. Anything can be a good deal at the right price, depending on how many people it reaches, you know, how low it is. It's just a matter of balancing that. How many people are you reaching versus how much is it costing you? So that's really where we come into play, comparing different stations, different shows that you can air in, um, balancing, you know, which one is the most effective and efficient area for you to buy, squeeze the most out of the dollars that you're spending, reach the most people and get your message out there as many times as possible. I think one of the one of the difficult things to do is from a without understanding the process, how do I compare a station um, that shows me ratings that, that they've got all of these people listening to them and another station that says, well, yeah, we don't have as many people listening, but ours are really loyal people. And they how do you compare two stations that one says my commercials cost two hundred and fifty dollars a minute and another one says they're twenty five dollars for a minute? When I look at that, I'm why wouldn't I spend a thousand dollars on the station with twenty five dollar commercials? Right. It's all relative to their reach and how many people they're going to be hitting for you. And it's tough to compare two stations when you don't have um, access to the type of ratings that we do. Because like Dina had said, they have a way to manipulate kind of their parameters of what you're looking at and make things appear pretty good. 
what we are able to help you with is compare apples to apples is saying putting everything on an even playing field which one's going to be the most efficient for your what you're trying to target Lindsay can you compare a station that has that that's charging a hundred dollars uh, to reach the audience and another one that's charging twenty five dollars absolutely so uh, there's a metric called cost per thousand or CPM you'll see it on our reports coming over um, the M is actually Roman numeral four thousand and we always get that question so I like to put that out there but that's going to tell you how much it costs to reach 1,000 listeners in that specific day part on that specific station. So it is making things equal so you can really compare, okay, this station is actually costing me $50 to reach 1,000 people while this station is costing me $500 to reach 1,000 people. That's really the only way you can balance between the two stations that are so vastly different in their reach. And what's interesting, Dina, and this is we've seen so many times, and I know you and I have talked about it before and Lindsay as well, the, the entire buying team, it's fascinating sometimes. That $25 a spot commercial station compared to the $100, sometimes the $25 one is exponentially more expensive when you do it for a cost per thousand. Right. And that's one of the things we have, the media buying software, where we plug in the schedules, we compare stations, and we look at the reach and frequency, the cost per thousand. We constantly compare all those things every day to find the most efficient schedule. If you've had an opportunity to talk to me or Dina about what the buying teams uh, can do for you here, uh, then you've probably heard this before, which is no one on the team is compensated based on how much money you spend on the media, including me. That's not what our focus is. And we've removed that as an incentive uh, for our team simply, not that, uh, that people are going to try and, and get you to do that, right? Not everyone who works for commission is actually forcing you to do something because they get paid more than that. But we wanted to remove it from the equation completely so that you understood that when we're helping you through this process, we could do the inverse, actually, which is if you want to spend $1,000 and we think it's going to cost $3,000, that we could tell you, don't spend 1000 If you can't spend $3,000, do not spend the 1000 because it's not going to be enough and it's really going to be a waste of your resources on that. If you're just tuning in with us today, this is AE Talking Radio. I'm Robin Pierce, the Director of Advertising and Media Strategies here at Advisors Excel and the President of the Retirement Headquarters. And I'm joined in the studio by Dina Abbott, who is our Media Director at the Retirement Headquarters, and Lindsay Parker, who is uh, the Grand Poobah of our buying team. She is our buying coordinator uh, and both of these uh, women who are in the studios with us today uh, have decades worth of media buying experience. So we're talking about how you can make sure that when you're buying the media, that you're going to get your best bang for your buck when it comes to that. In fact, we'll have a deliverable available for you today after the program at aetalkingradio.com, the four factors to consider when buying media time. We've been talking about uh, knowing the audience, making sure that the station that you're going to be working with actually is talking to the people that you want to work with. Because if they're not, well, that's not going to be a very good media experience for you. And we've talked about how comparing small stations to big stations, how we can actually do that. 
uh, and it's just a matter of figuring out what a cost it is to reach a thousand listeners. Now, one of the things that we've talked about, um, you know, previously is how do I know I'm picking the right station? And this is one of the four factors that uh, we look at uh, as a team when trying to find a station that uh, an advisor might want to be on. So uh, it's aptly named Avoiding the Competition. So what's that mean, Lindsay? You know, you really just want to understand how many other um, of your competitors are on the same station you're looking at going into. Obviously, if every other hour is a financial advisor, that's that's a little concerning. We try as much as possible to separate you from other financial advisors. We don't want to cannibalize the potential leads that are coming in for you. So having that distance is always a good thing. And it also changes maybe if it's the only game in town. For instance, there are a number of markets right. where there's one station and it's the one you have to be on. And it doesn't matter that there's six, seven, eight or nine, <laughs> ten, I think is the highest one we've seen. Uh, financial advisors who are doing shows on there. If you have to do that because you want to build out a radio funnel, then you've got to make up for that, right? Because you would basically you need to outspend what everybody else is doing to get over the, the noise of them, right? Yep, there's going to be a lot of noise out there in most markets, um, but it's just figuring out what the level is that's going to help you stand out from the crowd. And, you know, that's what we can analyze, looking at what is everybody else doing and what do we think you need to do to make it successful. So you might have an idea, again, if you're not using our buying service, maybe you're doing it on your own and, and, you know, that's fine. You just want to be able to take these kinds of things and apply them into your own practice to make sure that you're not getting taken advantage of. And again, we all want to be as efficient as we can with marketing dollars when we look at this. So it may be something that you're able to put together uh, if you listen to that station on a regular basis anyway. So, Dina, I want to I want to shift back. And I, I'm, I'm sorry I keep dressing you up like Darth Vader. I know, because you, I was not that way as a salesperson. I know that. You know. I do that. Dina and I worked together uh, for, well, a, a long, long time. Uh, she was in middle school um, when I when I started. Uh, so, you know, that's uh, and it was a long time. We'll just leave it at that. How about that? I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah. When just you know stop. you're in a hole, stop digging. <laughs> Debating the rates. That's another one of the things to consider. How effective is that? I mean, if a, if a salesperson at a station tells me uh, that it's $100, uh, you know, for every commercial that I buy from them, no matter what time of day it is, do I have to pay them $100 for those spots? No. In fact, um, rates are always negotiable. You know, they're based on supply and demand, and so are the shows. So in some markets, if there's a lot of radio show slots available, that makes it even more negotiable. So you want to kind of know that going in, find out up front, maybe look on their website, try to figure out how many shows they have, listen to the station. Because the more show slots that they have available, the more negotiable it is. So it's a real estate game. Yes. Right? Definitely. They, they own the real estate. And if, if there's lots of it available, they'll take your money. Mm-hmm. If there aren't, mm, they, they play a little bit more uh, hard to get. I, this is probably a time to talk about something that's going on in the news. But I, I don't want to lose that. Lindsay, you do this uh, day in and day out with your team debating the rates. You know, we shop these markets. Uh, we have an idea of what their ask for rates are. I know we don't have a hard and fast rule on how much uh, we save in any particular time 
from that, but is there a number that you should consider that no matter what, you've got to be able to get it down at least this much? Give us a percentage. We want a number, Lindsay. 10 to 20% would be my best thought of what you, at least you'd, you should be able to get it down by. Okay. We always start much lower than what we actually want to end up at when we start the negotiation process because you're going to end up somewhere in the middle. And if they say yes on your first number that you put out there, you kick yourself because you wish you would have gone lower. So. Right. So it's a lot like when you're shopping for a car, right? right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and, and sometimes it, it feels like um, you're on a used car lot when you're mm-hmm. talking to people about these sorts of things. So making sure that you try and get better rates uh, is really important. And this is something that I know, Lindsay, with your team that you pride yourself on. In fact, this year there has been a competition for a team goal, if you will, to try and bring down contracts as they come up for uh, renewal. How is that? Uh, I know you've got a couple of weeks uh, left in, in it for the, uh, the end of fourth quarter. How much has the team saved so far this year? Sure. So for the um, annual renewals that we've been completing for fourth quarter, we are just over $250,000 in savings that we've negotiated for our agents. Hold on. You mean that your team is booking $250,000 worth of advertising? Nope. This savings. is savings. This Absolutely. is contracts. 100% savings or added value. Getting a bonus show, you know, we add that in there to our total savings because that's what you'd be paying if you were paying dollars for it. Right. So a quarter of a million dollars plus mm-hmm. with still a couple of weeks left that you've been able to shave off of advisors' contracts. Yep, correct. And we we're only re- we've only renewing about fifty percent of our contracts in fourth quarter. So that's because it's year round, right? right I mean, right. this is there'll be contracts that come up in first quarter, second quarter, mm-hmm. third quarter. Yep. We think about logically, right? It's the end of the year. My, my contract, my, if you started in May, your contract starts in May. Yep. And that's another thing to you know really consider. So two hundred fifty thousand dollars plus saved so far this year. How many advisors are you currently negotiating contracts for? How many contracts are out there? Um, Right now, we have about, I'd say, just under 100 contracts that we're renewing. For fourth quarter? For fourth quarter, And then total for the year, how many contracts do you think that... um... Um, About 160, 170. Wow. So considerable number of Mm -hmm. uh, contracts throughout the year. $250,000 $250,000 savings so far. That is uh, that is really impressive. So fantastic job. And I know that the advisors are really happy about that, that that's been uh, happening for. So, you know, when debating the rates uh, with that sales rep, uh, as we talk about maybe your contract isn't coming up in fourth quarter, maybe it is a second quarter or a third quarter. It's, you know, April, May, June, July, August, somewhere in that neighborhood, when should you start negotiating? A week before the contract's up? Our general rule of thumb is four to six weeks. Okay. Um, Just trying to start the conversation, determining what I want to accomplish at this point, and then allowing yourself ample time to go back and forth with the sales reps. You don't want to feel too rushed because you want to make them sweat a little bit, you know, make them think, well, they might not actually renew. Um, And that's really where you can get some good leverage on the negotiating side. So it's it's at least putting out the appearance that you're willing to to do the walk away mm-hmm. if that's what it takes to get the the best rates and just like when you're on a car lot they don't really want you to leave 
it's very rare. I, I actually can't think of any time where we've threatened to walk away that they said, okay, we'll see you later. Thanks. Right. Wow. All right. So, Dina, it sounds like, and again, I think this, this feeds right into as we're talking here on AE Talking Radio with Dina Abbott. She is the media director of the retirement headquarters. And Lindsay, crushing stations and salespeople's dreams, Parker, who leads the buying team at Advisors Excel and the retirement headquarters. But Dina, it sounds like Lindsay may single-handedly be responsible for what happened a couple of weeks ago when Cumulus, one of the top broadcasting companies, uh, and top meaning they own a bunch of stations, not necessarily top broadcasting companies, but they filed for bankruptcy. And a lot of people concerned now that this is something that iHeartMedia may be looking at. Is this because Lindsay's team has been destroying their bottom line by negotiating better rates? No, I don't. I don't think that's the reason. The only reason that that that's happening. And this is something you know. We've we've fielded a couple of uh, calls, uh, a number of emails from advisors who are concerned. They're on a Cumulus radio station. They see that Cumulus has filed for bankruptcy, and they start being concerned that they're obviously going to lose a marketing funnel because that radio station is going to go dark. I know, Lindsay, that uh, when you were um, you know, a senior buyer at the National Media Agency, you guys dealt with stations that had these kinds of things or other media outlets who had these kinds of things. Is it something that an advisor should be concerned about when they see Cumulus or maybe iHeart headed in this direction? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's not a normal bankruptcy like you or I would have to go through. Um, the stations are going to be on the air. You know, they're going to be cutting costs on their side, but it's not going to really impact the day-to-day for their advertisers. Actually, I and my team look at it as a, a better opportunity to really make them sharpen their pencil and get us the best deal we can so that they we aren't walking away and that they do continue to have our revenue. So, see, this is how it works, right? Another, another uh, tool in the tool belt here. Oh, well, you know, your company's having financial issues. Our client's concerned. You use it actually as leverage to get better rates. And at the same time, I think we saw some of this writing on the wall. We saw some absolutely amazing negotiating taking place uh, in Chicago, where you had almost a 50% rate reduction you were able to secure for an advisor there. Yep. Just kind of um, going back and forth and really pushing them and saying, you know, I don't think they're going to come on the air unless we can do this rate. And um, it's funny how they can kind of make it work if you put the ball in their court and say, find a way. And they typically do. It's just amazing uh, sometimes when I see, you know, the reports when you're working with somebody and what happens, right? It's just like, well, how would they even ask that much in the first place if they were going to take this amount? But this is, you know, all part of the equation of getting a good deal. It's still possible that you get something at an incredibly discounted rate and it's still not a very good buy for you, right? Because you don't know where the number started, where it came from, and it's certainly not an overnight success. There are very few overnight successes in this industry in general, um, in the media industry. How do you look at it when you're putting together buys and you are looking at how much time it's going to take for something? Earlier in the program, I joke that you buy one commercial, you expect that, you know, well, it said it was reaching 2,000 people. Uh, no one called. What's going on? Is time a big factor for people? So the thing with advertising is it's going to take time. I mean, it's going to take a show might take 
10 to 12 months to actually get to where you're getting some the kind of feedback that you're looking for. Your return on investment, that could happen after the first year. So you have to be in it for the long haul. The consistency has to be there. The longevity has to be there. It's kind of like, if you look at it like dating a little bit. Okay. Because I like this. We're going to be <laughs> dating now. I can't wait to hear all about. Yes, on AE Talking Radio, Dina was giving us a, a dating tip. Here we go. No, because you are trying to start a relationship with the audience. You know, they haven't heard of you before. You start advertising. Now, if you start with 60 second commercials, you don't have much time at all. Right. A show works a lot better in that way. Um, you're telling stories. That's kind of everything that you're trying to do is to build a relationship with the audience because they look at radio as as companionship, especially baby boomers. So that's really what you have to think about as you're doing the show. And the more they hear about you, the more they hear you tell stories, examples, then they can relate to that. And over time, the need for them hopefully will be there or somebody in the audience will have that need and that's when they're going to make the phone call. It's really an interesting uh, combination, right? When we talk about how to be successful, uh, how long is it going to take before, you know, I'm, I'm a one-to-one or I've got a two-to-one or a three-to-one or a four-to-one, you know, return on what we're investing into this, when is it all going to come back to us? And we've seen this on a number of occasions. And I, I think about a, a, an advisor we had in Washington uh, who had walked away from radio, couldn't do it anymore, said, I'm, I'm just frustrated with it. They'd only been doing it with us for maybe three or four months. And they walked away. The radio station was small enough. They didn't have anything to fill the time with. So they ran reruns of this advisor's show. And on the, I think it was the second week that they were running a replay that the advisor didn't even know it was being aired. The answering service that we used was still in place for them. And they got a lead that had several million dollars and needed a place uh, to go. They've been listening to the show and this was their triggering, you know, moment for them to get involved with it. Uh, that would, you think would be enough to move the needle for most people, but it took the second lead the next week several large bills uh, they had, and were looking for a place to, to move that treasure to. And boom, that advisor fired that radio show right back up again and thought maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll stick with it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, the, you know, that's the thing when we talk about it. We don't get to choose when life happens to the audience, but we want them to think of us when, you know, it's a, we talk about you, you, when you get to uh, retire. Sometimes it's not your choice, right? Some of the biggest decisions affecting our lives are sometimes made by other people. So you go into work, you think you're going to work two more years, and the boss says, hey, by the way, today it's your last day. We've decided to, you know, shutter the place or whatever the case may be. And if you were on every week, but they're driving home and you're not there anymore, you may not be that top of mind person that they call. I think Steve Holland shared this with us on last month's AE Talking Radio. Uh, he's had clients who, uh, who have come in before they were clients and said, I've been listening to you for three years. And I knew when this happened, you were the one I needed to call. Because the longer you do it, the deeper that relationship mm-hmm. becomes. So I'll, I'll use your dating 
analogy, Dina, because that's that's I just recently celebrated my 22nd dating anniversary uh, with my lovely bride. Oh, congratulations. And honestly, I mean, it tells you right there, I'm a closer. <laughs> right? Because seriously. Don't walk away. Right. <laughs> I, I, there's, there's a lot of fight in this dog. That's all I know. So that is, you know, you think about day one, year 22, things are a lot different than they were then. But that relationship is is what you're trying to develop with that radio audience so that to put a point on it when the light bulb goes out or a spider needs to be killed she doesn't even think about who she needs to call to kill it or change that light bulb mm-hmm. right <laughs> she calls the next door neighbor because i'm afraid of spiders they're awful i hate them no all right so the four factors that we've uh, you know been talking about today to consider when you're buying media time one Know your audience. Make sure that station that you're going to potentially work with actually is talking to the people that you want to work with you. Avoiding the competition. Make sure that it's not saturated with other financial advisors. The key being if it is, but you still want to be on it, you just need to know that that just changed what your budget's going to look like because that's not going to be an endeavor that you can underfund because you got to get louder and noisier than everybody else so that you get heard. Debating the rates, Dina shared it. She is uh, she was on that side of the equation for a number of years. You should definitely do it. You should push back as hard as you can. They're trying to sell you something. They want to make that sale. Maybe if you offer them a dollar and, and they wanted a hundred, you might have a problem with it, but sometimes you can get it for two. And Lindsay, she shared with us that um, she saved over 50% in Chicago. She can do that for you. <laughs> That's a funny joke, Robin. <laughs> is, that not what, is that not what you said? I, I, I'm positive that's what... Uh, I will give it my darndest, but I can't make any guarantees. But you better believe we'll we'll be giving it everything we've got. And we're more than, uh, more than happy, your team is, to look at people's, uh, if they have an annual that's coming up, whether or not we're helping you uh, currently with that or not, uh, we do this on a regular basis. We can check it out for you. And sometimes, sometimes, we actually find out where you're actually getting a really good deal. Mm-hmm. Other times, maybe it's not a great deal, but it's well within a margin of error and probably a fair price. Yep. And we have research, you know, from most all markets that gives us a, a viewpoint of where you should be. And so we can kind of figure out if you're at a good point. Um, and we can also give you some pointers on things to ask the station for saying, you know, I really need this and I need more. Oh, promos. That's, you know, that's that's maybe the fifth thing that's not on here which is value add, mm-hmm. getting the station mm-hmm. to throw in the extras and it's more than just hockey tickets or basketball tickets or American League playoff baseball tickets. It could be more ads, yeah, a shadow schedule yep. where they run double the spots for you without charging you double. Yep. Free shows on a smaller sister station. It's endless possibilities. But you know, if you haven't been exposed to all these opportunities, then you don't know what to ask for. And that's really where our team can give you some ideas on great opportunities to ask. And then the fourth thing on the four factors to consider when buying media time is put in the time. You got to put in the reps. If you want those muscles to grow, you've got to put in the time on a station so that the audience knows who you are and is ready to act upon that. But you do need to pay attention. You can't just set it and forget it. Sometimes the message really is the problem, but you have to give a message enough time to actually work out. All right, so we fired up the website now, aetalkingradio.com. We'll have this for you. You can download the four factors to consider when you're buying media time. 
You can also listen to any of the previous shows that we've put up there if you want to find out about using celebrity endorsements. Steve Holland was our guest last month. If you missed any moment of that, you'll be able to listen to that in podcast form, as well as, uh, let's see, we've had Alicia Lewis from the Lehman Lewis uh, team in Loveland, Colorado. Uh, Stephanie Fullerton has been one of our guests as well. And of course, this week, if you missed a little bit, but you really want to know what you need to know, you can tune in and you can listen again and hear Dina Abbott, the media director at the Retirement Headquarters, who's had over 20 years experience buying and selling the dark arts of media. <laughs> and of course, Lindsay Parker, who leads the, the media buying team here at Advisors Excel and the retirement headquarters. And she has been on this side of the, uh, the our side of the, the equation the entire time. She um, has a lot of fun uh, beating up media uh, outlets and getting great deals for our advisors. And she shared, and I think it's definitely well worth uh, mentioning if you didn't hear it earlier, that so far, the couple of weeks left here in uh, the fourth quarter, they've saved our advisors on their renewals over a quarter of a million dollars uh, this quarter alone. And that's on top of the savings you had already built in to the contracts in previous years. So pretty amazing stuff. The team is at your disposal. Speak to your vice president of advisor development if you want to find out how the Retirement HQ team can help you with your media buying. So that's it for AE's Talking Radio. Don't forget, one last plug for aetalkingradio.com. If you want to go back and listen to any of the previous programs or look at any of the other really cool, insightful documents we've put up there for you as well. Take care.